0: All right. Um. I guess we should start, right? All right. Well. Oh, hey, everybody! You you're listening. <laughs> Do it again, you cut out. Welcome, everybody, to episode sixteen of the Man of Guys Podcast. Um, been a little bit, but as always, I'm still Daniel and. As always, on the line with me today is Simon. Hey, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm pretty. I am functionally the same as I was three weeks ago. Yeah. No. How no many? Arata. How many? Uh, how many cells in your body do you think have been replaced in the time I would since you last? Somewhere between one and a hundred million. I know that's a pretty big range, but you know. A hundred million. Yep. How wait? How many? How many cells do we have in our body? A couple trillion, I think. I don't know. A trillion geez there's a lot i'm no biologist <laughs> um but we're, we're gonna we're like thinking about having some of our friends from our play group on It's guest one of them is a biology major so uh we'll ask him we'll ask yeah. him when the time comes so stay tuned stay we're, tuned for... we'll get the expert scoop on skin replacement or whatever yeah my knowledge of that really kind of <laughs> ends up the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell you know like, i know that one too that's a classic uh, i think everyone does hopefully Epic factoid um, right there. You know we uh, we 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 we, we uh, sling knowledge. We sling knowledge on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah. Um, so, I guess just to start this episode out, I'd like to issue a formal apology. Um, yeah. Anyone who listened to episode fourteen, our uh, future predictions episode, may recall a, me predicting that there would be some sort of physical cards connected to digital licensing in the future, um, and they, like, scan your cards at a tournament to make sure they were real and that you own them and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, I mean, I was, I was I was just getting out of work, actually, when you sent me this, Daniel. <laughs> um, Daniel sends me a Polygon article, um, of which the headline is Hasbro's CEO says NFTs are being considered for Magic the Gathering and other franchises. Um, yeah, I don't really I don't really feel like capable to explain what NFTs are for the for the purpose of this podcast, but uh I don't know. Google it if you don't know, it's kinda of complicated. But it's like cryptocurrency related uh, blockchain, blockchain Blockchain based digital licensing. Yeah. It's blockchain based proof that you own something. So yeah. basically, um I may have put a little bit too much of my karmic energy into that prediction. Um <laughs> it appears I've manifested something that um, I do not want to manifest. Well, Um, Mercury was in retrograde, so I mean, like, that's that's not on you Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, every day I wake up and I think, well, I I really, maybe there's some hope that this isn't the darkest timeline. Um, And I think I knew as soon as I saw the whole, like, NFT of some dumb JPEG sells for $125,000 or whatever, I was like, all right, yeah. I saw uh, somebody sold an NFT of the first tweet for like 600k, something like that. I mean, it is amazing to me the lengths people will go to to discover new markets for tax evasion. <laughs> um, I think the, just the fine, the, money fine art market, the fine art market, is a little bit too saturated already you know like you don't got your players there like you're not going to be you don't want to compete with Sotheby's and all that right (laughs) so uh, I think digital digital hash bits or whatever that you want to call them that like say yes you own this photograph of the first tweet of which there are probably a billion copies of on the internet yeah um I think that that's a real that's a real solid investment right there yeah um so yes, I like, want to okay. I want to I want to comment on the actual like the statement from the corporate guy from Brian Goldner, CEO of Hasbro. Shout mm-hmm. out Brian Goldner. We'd love to have you in the pod, by the way. I guess I don't know. Would we? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I mean, it was it was very like corporate, uh, you know, like PR statement. Like they're I don't know they're like for for half of the statement he just talks about like oh our demographics are pretty young and like cryptocurrency seems to be hip or whatever and they're quote unquote actively developing opportunities in the in the nft space so i mean i don't know i it mean, mean absolutely it. nothing it could mean absolutely nothing i remember yeah i don't know what that means i like my first thought was they're gonna like sell nfts of the original art because like they've already they've already kind of done that like they sell the like the actual like canvas of the original art and like, yeah, the original print. Now that, like, the, there's, like, a bunch of digital, you know, it's not always, like, a paint or a paintbrush on a canvas or whatever. I don't know, you could chop up an NFT out of a basic land cycle and sell it. I don't know. But, yeah, so, like, all doom and gloom aside, right, about the NFT <laughs> thing, the biggest thing to me, right, I mean, this is something we've repeatedly questioned. Questioned is, like, how Paper Magic sales were doing during the pandemic. And yeah. the last sentence of the article... <clears throat> Just like says, oh yeah, by the way, Caldheim was the biggest selling winter set of all time. Yeah, the the margins they've, or the, the profit they recorded in 2020 was insane. I think it was like a yeah. 40% margin rate? 46%, 46% operating profit margin. I mean, that is. They're just printing money. I mean, they're, they're printing money. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The business of selling cardboard for more than the price of cardboard is always going to be good. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, we but like blocked. the past the past couple years, they've really pushed to like monetize uh, a lot of aspects of it that weren't monetized. You know, like really trying to plumb all the niches for whales and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they're I mean they're doing a good job of it. Have you seen those spellbook cards? Whoo! The spellbook cards? They're the ones from uh from Strixhaven. Oh yeah yeah, I saw the the Japanese DT or demonic tutors like. 200 bucks so probably I mean, yeah, probably not gonna it's, get that it's, probably a, it's basically a flawless magic card just open like five boxes you'll probably find one yeah yeah um, um no. other other interesting like mtg finance thing that like the possibility of nfts opens up okay. Stick, okay stick with me here for a second okay um if we so you know like you know like in fine art there's like the provenance of a piece you know like it documents like Okay, this was painted here and then it was owned by this person. It's like the history of the thing. Uh-huh. Um If you can, if you can start like using NFTs for like um like reserved list carbs. You know, like like uh there's there's a very limited supply of like Alpha Black Lotuses. You know, if you mm-hmm. get if you get like a bunch of those as NFTs, then it's like, okay, maybe maybe there's a way to like um Like prevent fakes from entering the market, you know. Like if we're able to track all the all the players in the market, and Mm then um, kind of like as a side effect, um, the reason I think the reason like the like the magic uh, like the secondary market is like there's a big spread between like what sellers or like like large card sellers buy um, like buy list your cards for and what you pay for them. Like that spread is really big. But once you're able to, like, divorce the market from the need to, like, ship a physical card to somebody, you know, like, if you can just transfer the ownership via NFT to somebody without having to ship it, then, like, that spread theoretically narrows. So, I don't know. You could get, like, an up-to-the-minute price chart on Alpha Black Lotuses or something like that. I don't know. Which is a a change that is extremely relevant to 99% of... People who play magic. Look, right. I'm just, okay, you know, you know, uh, you know, like, you two, know what I like more than paying $60,000 and or whatever and getting a Black Lotus? Mm-hmm. Paying $50,000 and getting the platonic ideal of a Black Lotus in digital form. Well, what about this, Simon? What if you can chop up an NFT into shares so that you can own, like, a share of a Black Lotus? You know? Mm-hmm. All right, then, I have, then, I, have I have one cable on a bridge to sell you. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. I'm selling shares in the Brooklyn Bridge. If anyone wants in, yeah, well, I mean, uh, like the these reserve cards just keep going up. I mean, it, it it feels like a safe investment to just buy a bunch of if you like, oh. if you have a capital, but no one does. Um, well, people obviously do. <laughs> I know, but like <laughs> doing it. If you could, if you could get in like for a fractional share of a Black Lotus. I don't know. I would, I would maybe do that. Honestly, I'm telling you, man. I've cornered the market on Jovens. <laughs> okay, okay. I see. Um, you're you're not sold. You're not sold. Um, well, I'm not sold on. I'm not sold on the magic. On wanting the magic economy to more closely mirror <laughs> our current economic structure. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna take. It's gonna take probably a couple hundred shares of an Alpha Black Lotus <laughs> to, to bring me over to that side. Do you Do you remember like a couple years ago, this company announced they were going to start financing loans for Magic cards. It was like a, it was like oh, yeah. a big deal on Twitter for like half a week, and then the company shut down. Yeah, because there there was also that company right that was selling shares in boxes, right? And like offer yeah. boxes and stuff like that. Yeah. Just like really, really sus. Very sus. Yeah. Sus yeah. behavior. But Do not do not buy into something like that. I don't know. I magic is already not a very uh ecologically sustainable hobby, you know, with all these plastic card sleeves and copious amounts of draft chaff that never gets used. So I mean I'm looking forward to just jumping the shark, you know, going all the way. Just burn me down an Amazon rainforest for my uh, my Black Lotus N F T, man. That's where I'm at. I mean, I have already got a warehouse full of R- R- RX 3080s, um, <laughs> and they are ready to generate me at least five times spirals, Okay. Yeah. Can I'm I buy? Gonna, an, gonna... Can I buy an NFT of your uh, of your thirty eighties? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. Okay. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Let me let me, <laughs> let me throw them together real quick. Um, but yeah, they uh, you you heard it here first. Simon was first on the scene digital verification for magic cards may be coming soon who knows tm soon tm it's definitely a soon tm type thing yeah 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 um yeah like we're we're gonna fix magic online soon you know like that kind of soon yeah (laughs) all right so it's um the 16th episode you know two to the two to the fourth two to the fourth that's a cool number you know, divided by four, two. It's got one and six in it. Adds up to seven. Um, I'm no, kabbalic, I'm no kabbalic. I'm no numerologist, but um, I like sixteen as a number. Yeah, that's um, a good one, sweet sixteen, man. I think the. I think we kind of decided this entire episode would be this sort of like moment of reflection, both for like stuff inside the the game that we play and love, <laughs> and uh, outside. It's like content-wise, like what we've been creating, kind of what we wanted. Um. So, when I texted you was like, "You want to make a podcast?" <laughs> yeah, and you were like, "Sure." Like, what were you? What were you expecting? Uh, what was I expecting? Jeez. Um. You have any expectations? I didn't have that many expectations. You know, like, like I I listen to a couple podcasts that are literally just like, "Hey, here's." two funny guys or whatever talking for an hour you know so i was like okay like i okay i my my expectation was that it would be more like that than something like the (laughs) command zone that's like all right we've got our like hyper-produced script we know like every joke we're gonna throw in there and all that stuff you know like i I knew we weren't gonna try to encroach on the command zone space (laughs) but i don't know what were your I think expectations? That was, I think that was one of the first things we said when we were talking about it. I was like, yeah, let's just do bits for an hour and make it magical <laughs> Yeah. Um, which was basically what I wanted to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's a good excuse to talk to Daniel more and also oh. make good content in the, in, in the, at the same time? And it's like, hey, I'm ready to get podcast right. Yeah. Um, you know, I listen to a lot less podcasts than I used to. Me too. Um, and by used to, I mean two years ago. <laughs> it's not like I was like sixteen and listening to all my all my podcast playlists. Yeah, um, back in the classic podcast days, man. Yeah, you know, back before <laughs> back before podcasting was a was a lifestyle. Yeah, maybe it's always been a lifestyle. I don't know. I I'm not listening to as many because I'm not commuting anywhere. Like that was a big deal. Yeah, as a time filler. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, I just like, yeah, I just like wanted to like make something i was like oh i've been like thinking about making content for a while you know mm-hmm. i'm like learning to play guitar and I'm kind of trying to like dip my toe into like playing stuff on like that i got a keyboard but i was like okay what's what's content that like doesn't require me to practice <laughs> multiple hours a day <laughs> that's a <completely laughs> yeah. good way to look at it yeah i mean you know i'm i'm innately lazy so definitely um definitely appealed to my sensibilities but i think i mean i've been enjoying it a lot more than i thought i would i mean like even just like the editing it's kind of fun to just like sit back and like listen and instead of finding myself really repulsed by my voice which <laughs> i've often like you know like you like see yourself on screen and like you hear yourself you're like whoa what the hell is that yeah yeah. i feel like it's kind of desensitized me to that anyway, and it's kind of like okay like that's what it sounds like
1: All i feel over, i like... feel
0: more powerful now i'm not afraid of my own voice yeah <laughs> <laughs> just let it ring let yeah. it ring let it sing um, there, there was there was kind of like a, a selfish motivation minded too. Like, I I think about magic like a lot on a daily basis, but I just I never like really take the time to organize my thoughts about it. You know, so like with in the like planning process, the recording, and then like the editing. You know, like you're saying, you like get to listen to it all back again. I don't know. It's kind of nice to be able to hear your thoughts. Actually, maybe make sense. I don't know. Yeah, and, like, I go through periods, right, where I... I mean, i I kind of had this, like... I don't know if I'd say obsessive personality, but, like, someone, who, like, picks up things and then runs them into the ground and then is, like, maybe done with it for a while, right? I think a lot of Magic players are that way. Um, so it's just kind of nice to, like... If I have thoughts, get them out. If I don't listen to you talk about your thoughts and think about them instead. <laughs> and it just kind of gives me this lens to experience the game through that. You know, I mean, I never really had before outside of like posting a deck list in a group chat right and being like hey i need to make 16 cuts help me out here yeah <laughs> those um, those texts are always so hard it's like you're, i you're, just i'm trying to figure out like okay what what cards did you put in here because they're like your pet cards what cards did you put in here because like you don't know they're bad you know I just look at, like, the 20 most expensive cards, and I'm like, cut these. (laughs) (laughs) Cut these, (laughs) play nature's lore. That's 8CMC, get it the hell out of here. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that in your deck. Yeah, no, the pet card thing, though, I just, like, try and, like, be unbiased as possible, right? Because the second I start thinking about, like, pet cards, I also start thinking about, like, cards I don't want to play against. (laughs) I <laughs> mean, like, all right, that's a little too but okay. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna ignore those. We're just going to look at the cards that are the most expensive, cost the most ban <laughs> or cost the most money and don't really add anything. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a 50 um, 50. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. Um, busy, busy times. Um, maybe having a little bit of ennui. Uh, ennui. Ennui. Yeah, uh, I mean, from the year of pandemic existence. Yeah, it's really like the the one year mark. Like being back in spring, it's like I don't know, like fuck. Yeah, it's kind of okay. My my cousin posted something on Facebook. He's like, okay, he's like a farmer that lives in rural Texas. He's like, you know, mm-hmm. American Heartland kind of guy, and he posted this like you know like Instagram style graph or whatever. It's like it's been four hundred days. Take off your mask. Go hug somebody. It'll be okay. And I'm like, I feel like we're, we're getting different data from the fact that it's been 400 days in the pandemic. I feel like we yeah. have different takes on that, you know? It'd be interesting to see how much like rural life has changed for a lot of people versus just like, yeah. you know, living in a city or for me living in a town with two, two, one large university and a college in it, mm-hmm. right? Where like students are coming from outside and every time they come in, the frats have a party and yeah. like five hundred cases break out in a weekend. Um But you know, I think I think the end's in sight. I'm fully vaccinated. <laughs> you're fully vaccinated at this point? Uh as of Sunday I will be. Alright, yeah, so you're almost there. Yeah. Um you know Dude, I'm excited. It's I know good. it's I know it's a way a ways away. I'm excited for the possibility of sitting down in LGS again. Yeah, man. That's I mean i I have no fingers crossed, but I am so worried that the last game store in my, in my town is not going to have survived this. Really? You you don't know yet? Oh, I don't know I I like, haven't been looking. It's kind of just been like, I don't know. It hasn't really crossed my mind because I've been focusing on other stuff. But like, Yeah, yeah. Whenever I think about it, I'm like, ooh, probably not good. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard of, or I don't know, I, I've heard. I've, I've seen people on Twitter posting about like their local game store going away it's like the saddest tweet it's like i don't know there's, there's just like there's so many memories tied up in lgs's you know there's like so much community that, that gets built around the draft table i don't know it's kind of sad yeah and like losing that physical space i mean it's just not it's almost like everyone experienced that everyone who plays magic experienced that doing this and to think about that being permanent it's just this kind of like like, I don't know, like how willing am I to drive thirty, forty five mm-hmm. minutes to sit down for a game of two eighty H. Yeah. You know the you know the game store in uh, in Worcester that was their freshman year? Yeah. I went one time. It was like the the game day for whatever set came out in like twenty sixteen. Um but, like, I talked to the cashier when I was starting, and I was like, oh, this place looks cool. Maybe I'll, like, come back here on Friday for a draft or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, we're we're closing down. <laughs> we're, uh, this, this location's, like, shuttering its doors, like, tonight. You you can't <laughs> come back here. You have to drive to Massalon. And I'm like, I'm not going to drive 45 minutes for, like, a three-round draft thing. Yeah. Yeah, I went there once, too, for, um, I think it was Zendikar. That offer Zendikar pre-release yeah yeah um, that was 2016 yeah my deck was uh mono green Rampant the desolation twin Ooh, good times big boy <laughs> good times i did not win a single game <laughs> you oh, no, really I, actually, I won one round against against this against this guy and then i got absolutely destroyed by Bane of ball oh that card is that the like doesn't have annihilator but has annihilator card it has exile annihilator or whatever yeah, right yeah yeah that's awful awful, <laughs> awful. All right, bad memory. He's in the car. <laughs> Don't even think about it. Don't yeah. Think about it. Well, I mean, I I hope you have a store at the end of this. Be yeah. A- God, me too. I mean, and I might just have to like drive up to New York City every other weekend. hey fine by me, brother. <laughs> yeah, <I> find me. We'll <laughs> I mean, just move. Get a job. Ooh. I mean, yeah. Get a, get a new job. I've been I've been uh, I've been applying to jobs. It's you know, it's a soul crushing process. It it is literally the worst writing cover letters and shit like that is the worst. Yeah, I'm like not a natural salesperson myself. No, no. So it's just like, it just pushes me outside, far outside of my comfort zone. It really puts you in like a very, like a situation where you can be very cringe. You know, that's a cover letter to me. <laughs> it's so easy to be cringe. Yeah, it feels Even just writing one that's like the way it's supposed to be, right? Like self self advertising enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To me it's just even any form of self advertising is cringe. It's just something I have to get over. Like yeah. right? this whole sort of thing, you have to sit down and just be like, alright. Let's go. I'm I'm really bad at the like um like describing the mundane tasks of your job in a way that sounds impressive. Yeah <laughs> You know that whole that whole song and dance you have to do? Be like I wish you could just write in the clever like like dude, I just clocked in at nine every day, like I don't know what you want me to tell you. I was, you know, I, I just worked here, you know? I then my job, my job was yeah. done. It was I pencil. did what was asked I of did. me. Oh, All right, <laughs> let's get back to magic. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to continue this theme of reflection and healing or whatever that we're kind of focusing on here, um, <laughs> I think we're going to talk about, you know, unhealthy and healthy habits And mm-hmm. I guess, magic and EDH. Maybe maybe focus focus a little more on EDH. Um, so let's get the negative stuff out of the way first, right? Um, and just talk about like some habits that either like we've seen or experienced or had when it comes to playing Magic that like you know you might wanna you might wanna watch out for if you're starting out. If you've been playing for a while, maybe you already know about them. Um, well, important to note. Um... Or at least, like, I, we, we kind of started thinking about this. When we were thinking about, like, like reminiscing about the playgroups we've lost during COVID. You know, like, the potentially toxic behavior that can happen in a playgroup. Um, and, like, the, the kind of patterns you want to avoid is be like, I don't know, maybe your LGS is starting to open up because, like, people are vaccinating your city. So, I don't know. Like, a New Year's resolution for your, your playgroup construction or whatever. Yeah, I mean, mean, we've definitely in past episodes, right? Talked about our own experiences, Mm -hmm. like with our with our college play group, and like how it sort of, in like not on purpose, became this sort of like less pleasant place to be playing, and how we kind of fixed it. Right now, we sat down and talked about it. Um, So I think like kind of being able to recognize when the people you play with and you aren't really meshing well, or there's some sort of disconnect, either in like Gameplay or in game style? Yeah, I think that could be a really important thing to do. Um, but like, what is when you think of like toxic play, play group traits? Like, what is something that immediately <laughs> springs to mind for you? Um. Well, okay. I so I I told you a story about a, like a very a toxic play environment I found myself in. Should I should I just tell that? Yeah, just just okay. Send it out. There. So. It was, like, I had just started playing Magic, um, and my friends and I, like, all bought EDH decks. We were, like... I guess we were seniors in high school. Um, but, like, we didn't really, like, have, uh, like, after-school jobs. Like, we didn't have a bunch of money lying around to spend on Magic cards. So it was literally just, like, we bought, uh, like, the pre-cons or whatever, where we just, like, put together stuff we had lying around. So I had my, like, Dink daxos the returned black white daxos enchantress very cool skybind that deck um my friend had his like blue red melek not really storm just kind of value big spells thing um another friend had like a black graveyard deck and then the last friend the one that's kind of like the subject of this story he initially bought what did he buy oh he bought the the red white uh, experience counter kind of precon though like was it cal- the giant the yeah. giant is it calemny is that their name cal that's the name Clemny. yeah okay so he he had the calumny deck um notably boros not- notably you you lose a lot when you play boros it's something to know especially any- a boros precon <laughs> yeah i mean not not unupgraded but like my upgrades to my deck were like I put in Doom Blade and Sword Supply shares. You know, like <laughs> it's not we're not going all out. Yeah, wait, um, Daniel. Let me cut you off. I'm gonna close my window because it's raining. Where yeah, I sure. My sure, mic's sure. picking up a little bit. At least my uh, OBS mic. There we go. All right. Zoom. Right, okay. So, all right, we're we're all, we're all having a good time while playing. Um and then the the guy that is playing the Boros Clumny deck, the one with the after school job or whatever, gets um fed up from losing a lot. Let's just say it that way, you know? Doesn't doesn't want to lose as much anymore. So he starts building decks that are um like positioned to try to like be good against at least two of like the decks he knows we have. So, like, my friend has the Melek deck, I have the Daxos deck. The, the guy that bought the Boros Precon builds Rurik Thar, the red-green, uh, don't-cast non-creature spell commander. Notably very good against the all-enchantments and all-instants and sorceries deck. And then he played, like, Anafenza to get at the, like, the Melek guy and the graveyard guy. So it was like, he was, like, very aggressively metagaming in our playgroup. And because we didn't, like, have, like, the resources, like, the actual, like, money to buy cards to, like, get that metagame moving, it was it was literally just, like, all right, we're going to sit down, we're going to play against this guy with his Boros deck, he's going to lose, he's going to pull out all these tech decks to try to get us, you know? And it got to the point where, like, we, like, we just stopped really going as frequently to game nights, you know? We didn't want to really do this whole dance with him, so thankfully like the playgroup survived that we talked about it don't worry but it was like this period of like how do we broach this idea of like toxicity or not even toxicity just like like an unhealthy environment where you don't really want to play you know it's one of those like very difficult things about maintaining a playgroup yeah and i think what you're describing here is one of the most common things that we talked about before. i don't even know if i call that an arms race if only one person is Doing it, but, um, yeah, it was like an arm wrestling, but like our arm like doesn't work, you know. And this is interesting, right? Because when you think about the play groups with like people just like buy precons and that was that's what mm-hmm. they play. I think one of the most difficult things about that is that in every basically, if you're buying pre-cons from the same year, someone is going to end up with the short end of the stick. right Yes. So like so if true. everyone's playing at the same level, like or like the same budget. Mm-hmm. one color combination, unless you're all playing blue or whatever, right? Like, it's going to end up, and it's always going to be Boros at small budgets, obviously. It's usually the one that has Boros in its identity, yeah. Um, but it just, it can put it puts both sides it in a difficult position, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. if you're that person losing all the time, obviously you want to win more. Um, and I think going about it by, like, okay, I'm going to build a deck that specifically counters the people that I know can't buy more cards this deck. Mm-hmm. I think that's in another way. I mean it's, it's flipping. It's flipping the position, right? It's like saying like, okay, I'm tired of losing. I want everyone else to lose, but I'm going to I'm going to basically yeah, use their finances against them. Yeah, the the tough thing for us was it was hard to like it was hard to say like you're wrong for wanting to buy cards. You know, like that like that, that doesn't really make sense. Like what did this guy actually do wrong? You know, like not I mean like it's well within your rights to build more decks you know it's just um some sometimes you're in a play group that like can't handle that kind of metagaming you know yeah it's i mean that's it's within your rights to spend money i mean that's how that's how magic gets you right it's like yeah Yeah, yeah. you can buy more cards like no one's gonna stop you from buying cards like who are they to tell you to buy cards or not Mm -hmm. um or buy nfts of cards i don't care yeah sure whatever (laughs) (laughs) buy cards by the idea of cards whatever I don't care um and that's an interesting problem it, it is a problem it's a problem it's a problem to, to actually like breach upon right in conversation and it's a problem for like the group as a whole because you're put in this position where mm-hmm. you want to play the game but playing the game requires you to basically go against this insurmountable counter that you can't even buy cards to deal with right yeah. I mean it's easy to say oh works are buy removal law but yeah. like if you're not buying cards... if the people in your playgroup aren't buying cards. Um and I think we experienced this to some degree in college too, right? There are people in the meta-, meta that weren't really buying decks. Yeah, yeah. Or like updating their decks too much, right? And so like as the power level increased it kind of became this more like, oh, you're you're leaving them you to some degree leaving them behind no matter what. Just because of the nature of the way it changes. Yeah, I mean even like, okay, like, what's just thing about the, the Power Creep of Magic? Even if, like, okay, your buddy played in 2019 or whatever, and then, like, you started playing in 2021, if you guys if you guys both just played, like, in those years, like, the guy in 2021's deck is probably going to be more powerful just because, like, the format as a whole has gotten more powerful. You know, so, Yeah, like, ADH is much more focused than it used to be, too. True, true. Yeah, I mean, so... I win buttons. In, uh one more focus on i win buttons is that what you said yeah <laughs> uh true unfortunately more of this. you know there's no i win button in boros hmm i wonder hmm. Mm-hmm. well i think winota i think winota is an I win okay button. okay I'll, I'll take that i'll take that yeah yeah i mean it is a it's always a difficult like position to to be in in a play group i think in college we like solved it pretty well just by offering to like lend out decks you know offering to like play with a deck that's not your own like i always like that because then you like kind of get to get inside yeah, swapping the decks is really fun it's also yeah. a great thing to do when like you're in a group where everyone's like playing pre-cons or cheap decks where one deck loses more often right like that's true yeah yeah, yeah. honestly i feel like something play groups should do more often is play with each other's decks and like actively think of suggestions to change the deck mm-hmm. like are your resources for fuck's sake like, if you're playing with people consistently, you should want everyone to have a deck that can come to the table. Like I don't wanna I suggest I drop in hundreds of dollars on other people, but like if you think if you know of like a fifty cent card, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean I I kinda wanna push back on the like I don't know I don't know if every magic player when they're like sitting down I don't know, when they're thinking about the playgroup is like, Oh, I really want my playgroup to be able to beat me, you know? I think like what what drives a lot of the like edh content uh consumption cycle or whatever is the idea of like oh man there's this new deck they're not going to see coming like you gotta buy this uh what is it halden and paco partner commander deck dude um <laughs> so there's kind of like that aspect to it but i yeah yeah i don't know i want to push back against that okay like, building a deck where you're never going to lose will not increase the longevity of your playgroup. That's true. You know, when you win four games in a row with a deck and it's, like, not even close, mm-hmm. um, I don't know about you, but I tend to just put those decks away for long periods of time. Like, yeah, definitely during, in school, right? It's like, all right, well, I'm just not going to take this one out for a while until, like, someone's playing something new and ridiculous, right? Yeah, I've, I've played a lot of decks exactly once. <laughs> yeah, or, like, made changes after one or two games. Where it's like, all right, step back a bit. I mean, I think if you, if you think about it like a board game night, right? Mm-hmm. Where, like, everyone's coming to the table and they're all trying to play the game. You want to make sure everyone's playing the game. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that is true. That is true. And that is the struggle of EDH, right? Because of the way it's monetized and the way that people's deck building habits work and, and just all these other factors... I mean, getting that perfect game. I mean, it's it's kind of like a golden goose, right? Well, it's like it's, that, you're it's chasing. Just, that's just like the nature of magic, you know. the The reason, like the reason randomness is in it, is because it makes it exciting when, when you're the like the the guy that's the underdog and you draw the perfect sequence of cards to get there. But like the flip side of that is that some games you don't draw lands, you know, or some games you mulligan to five and then your opponents have a much better start than you, you know. Yeah, um, it's a cruel mistress variance, but. We still. Love but I think it's. I think it's. I think those are still can still be outliers. Like yeah. when someone gets nana screwed, right? Everyone's like, alright, that's a fluke," right? Mm-hmm. But when someone is winning turn five consistently or whatever, yeah, or yeah. like just like removing everyone else's threats and has. 40 mana on turn 10 or whatever and still turn 10 and they haven't won yet because they have perfect <laughs> control of the board and like one win con in their whole deck or whatever. Man, just turn, just wait until girls, I start girls. using this mana for something. Just wait. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna get ya. <laughs> <laughs> Um It's just, it's not I don't know. It's the sort of thing you want to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Um I am not think like a good segue. I don't know. Maybe not. Okay. There's, there's so much to, there's so much to, to speak on this right there's so much to say about it um, well do, do do you have like a do you have a story like that or do you have a moment where you, you kind of had to i don't know you kind of had to be a little cringy you know kind of talk to the playgroup about like what you expect from it and stuff i don't know i mean that was there's something actually really pleasant I found um at my game store when i played there mm-hmm. um I only had to play there like nine or ten times when like that like, I didn't have a long period before COVID started yeah. Um, is people would say like what power level are you playing at and people weren't always truthful about what power level they were playing at mm-hmm. um, I had one guy absolutely stomp with an Animar deck he was like yeah I'm, this is casual and then he just played Animar and had like 15 creatures turn 5 it's like alright you know when someone goes like turn 2 Bloom Tender into Animar or whatever I'm just like alright all right, all right. yeah you know? yeah That's I mean like, Give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe his perception of his deck is distorted because I don't know why, but yeah. Anime players, I don't know. Um, But you know, in general people were pretty good about that, and people were like, "Oh, wow, that's really cool!" Like people were very positive. It's just like mm-hmm. there's was a very positive response, even if someone did like people would be like, "Oh, I'm playing infinite." Everyone would be like, "Okay, I'm playing infinite combo," and then if you do if they when they If you do something interesting Mm -hmm. outside of it, they're like, whoa, that's really cool. I mean, I don't know. It's just this kind of good vibe all around. Yeah. Um, And that's the sort of thing that makes you, especially when you're playing with random people, right? I mean, as far as like organized playgroups go, our our college group is really the only experience I have. Um, But like, you want that sort of vibe when you're playing with random people. So why wouldn't you want that sort of vibe when you're playing with your friends? (laughs) You know? Yeah, there, there's something that's kind of like that's kind of paradoxical. Like it, sometimes it feels easier to broach like that kind of conversation when you're playing with random people, because then it's like, I don't know, if you're if you're talking about uh, like power level and expectations with like the guys you play with all the time, it's like, what are you trying to say? Like, do you think I'm like trying to pub stomp you or something? You know, it's like you can kind of get egos involved into it, but. Yeah, like, it is It is kind of easier if you're, uh, like, you just met this person and it's like, hey, what do you, like, what do you expect? You know, it seems, like, very natural, given that yeah, you like, I don't, don't know anything. And this might be, like, too much of, like, an internet denizen thing to think about, right? Okay. But I feel like for a lot of people, right, you, like, spend time on, like, magic subreddits or ADH subreddit or, like, mm-hmm. online on some sort of magic forum, right? There are just so many horror stories yes. of people, like, flipping out yeah. or whatever. And the thing is, like, if you do that in a random table and someone, like, gets, gets like, rude mm-hmm. about it, you can just leave, right? Yep. But what if you do that and one of your friends is like that, right? I mean, yeah. there is this kind of air of, like, you're crossing the Rubicon by doing this. You're, like, putting crossing. open communication on the table. I mean, it's not that intense, obviously, <laughs> but melodrama is, is what I excel at. So, I mean, like, it's hard to open up to people. And it is a form of opening up, right? It's like saying... Hey, this is what I want. What do you want? Yeah yeah I mean, yeah and communication's hard like what can you say but it is worth it you know communication's hard what can you say? What'd you say? I just was repeating what you said because I thought it was funny. What I say? communication is hard. What can you say? <laughs> hey I, hey I'm sorry, man. okay. <laughs> nice. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to talk about it's, my play group here. It's good. It's good. <laughs> <sighs> oh, yeah. Wow. It's just something uh that's moving through life, right? Moving through life, trying to communicate with the people around you. Man, I I miss those friendships that are like like nothing too deep, you know. But it's like you you just happen to be in the same place a lot. You know what I mean? Like the the co-worker that you don't like i don't know you know like you're not friends with them but like you see them in the break room and stuff or like the that's guy like the guy that's always there coworkers. for a friday night draft or whatever i don't know you have described your retail okay yeah i guess like yeah i'm 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 an office little guy so i don't i don't get the retail experience but you live in the office space life true true sit in your little cubicle hey i don't have a cubicle i don't have walls okay open fill out your your tps reports yeah my (laughs) workflow expense summaries but yeah i know i miss like those people like that you play edh with but like you don't really know a whole lot about them they're just like casual friends it's always good vibes like that kind of thing you know yeah it's like that's the level of connection that you both expect. That is what COVID took from us. Amongst many other things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're All pretty right. far down on the list, but it is one of them, you yeah. know. It is one of them, yeah. All right. So, um I think part of our gap in content has been because I think both of us have really been playing less MTGO. I mean,. That's true. I wasn't playing a ton in the first place. I was basically just, like, firing up an ADH game every now and then. mm mm-hmm. um, But have you been, you've been playing less of the other formats as well? I have. Uh, yeah, I have. It's just not... It doesn't have, the like, the motivation behind it anymore. Like, I really... I really don't care about, like, being the best player. You know, like, I, I don't know. I think I'm decent, but I don't really care about, like, winning a, a PTQ or whatever. I just... I just play what I like, every so often, Um, and yeah, like part of that is the the fact that it's, it's online and I spend my whole day on my computer working, so I don't I don't know, I'd much rather sit down and play paper, but it's what it, it is. What it is. It is what it is. Yeah, especially the spring rolls around, right? It's like okay, I could be outside right now. Yeah, you know, the Weather the weather's getting a lot nicer. Um, mm-hmm. And there is, there is this thing, I mean, like, I think we've acknowledged this before, that, like, Magic Online, you're playing Magic, but you're not really playing Magic the game. Like, the, the, you're not getting the same experience as the, as Paper Magic. No, 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 no. Um, and a lot of that Paper Magic experience is the vibes. It's all about the vibes. It's all about the vibes, baby. And MTGO just has no vibes whatsoever. Or its vibes are, like, horrifically bad. Oh, yeah, really (laughs) whack. Incredibly intensely whack. Well, what was? <laughs> didn't didn't somebody like go off the handle at you last time we played? Yeah, that was a little. That was a little yikes. Um, what I think it sanguine? was. It was literally it was like last like time two times, You know. Yeah, it was literally like they just misinterpreted something you said in chat as like being sarcastic or something. Or I don't, I don't even remember what it is. Well, I said something sarcastic in chat. You know, sarcasm on the internet not great. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they, like, went off of me. I was like, hey, sorry. I was being sarcastic. I was like, okay, now you're backpedaling, huh? <laughs> just can't stand a-holes like you. I mean, just, like, like tearing into me. I mean, I closed chat after that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I maybe open it up every, like, ten minutes to see if they'd stopped. Yeah. Um. But, you know, just seeing the people's capacity for vitriol on the internet. Like, I, I see plenty of that already. I don't need more of it. True. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. And, you know working weekends and stuff like that so it's just like homes um, like, like like justin i'll be like yo you, you, y'all wanna play the and so i'll be like at work <laughs> and i'll like see it in the break room <laughs> i'll be like uh yeah but you know i think mean, burnout it's burnout's a real thing it is it's, it is okay it's okay to not to not do activity yeah the i mean the thing is okay magic is my i'd, I'd say yeah it's my primary hobby mm-hmm. and it's kind of like okay if i'm not if i'm not playing like it's just an easy way to fill the time you know it's an easy way to just like okay i'm like it's after work i'm not gonna do anything tonight you know like i'm not gonna go out to like a bar or whatever so <laughs> i'll just i'll just play a bunch of magic until it's like eleven thirty. 30 i can justify going to bed um but like that, that mindless repetition of like, hey, like just, just keep playing, you know, like what else are you gonna do? Like it, it it's taxing. It's not a. it's also not healthy, by the way. I don't I don't know if you heard of that. It's not healthy to to play computer games all night every night for the rest of your life. <laughs> uh oh, uh, there This seems like a personal attack on me.
1: <laughs> no no, I'm mean, not me, not a personal time. No, me, right, not, no, no.
0: For me, right? I have a lot of other video game based time sinks. Mm-hmm. So like when I'm not doing something else, it's like, I've got other things to do that I could be doing. Um, yeah. whatever MMO, I'm wasting all my time at any given time. What's like, the, what's the, what's the MMO? De- uh, I don't even want to talk about it. Let's, let's, oh, let's okay. move on. <laughs> all right. Okay. It's <laughs> not great. It's not great. Okay. Um, but you know, that's winter for me. Like winter, I like curl up in my little video game shell, and I'm just like, it's gray and I'm miserable. You got and your blanket. Spring comes out. Yeah, and then Spring comes, comes out. They, the new release of Spring. It's like, wow, this, this Spring set is great. Well, they patched that, pollen. Wow. <laughs> I, mean, I actually haven't even been having bad allergies. Oh, might have been atrocious, this, dude. This Spring. So I'm kind of like, I'm sitting easy right now, to be honest. Yeah. Like I go outside, I inhale through my nose, I can breathe through my nose. Part of me feels like the, like, uh, underbite surgery I had. Last summer, like somehow, like changed my sinuses in some way, so my allergies just like aren't as bad anymore. Dude, two for one. There you go. I know. I got like it's like weird, or I had like a deviated septum before or something, and like yeah, it somehow got. I don't know. It's just like I swear I I'm breathing through my nose better. It's like your it's like your vibes got aligned or something. My vibes are perfectly aligned now. (laughs) Um, yeah, I know, and that's something. That's something. Um, it took me a while to realize, like, even with just video games, like, when I was younger, I'd play video games more obsessively than I do now. Mm -hmm. And, like, I would play games until I was just completely burnt out and just basically just doing it um, out of, like, routine. And I'm a person, the problem is I'm a person of routine, right? Like, I get into a pattern, I stick with it. Um, So kind of having this realization in college especially, right, where, like, I've actually had to work to do classwork and stuff like that and, like, do stuff outside of my room. Mm-hmm. It's kind of surprising, like, you can just put something down. You can just walk away. Like, a video game... Like, quitting a video game is not gonna negatively impact you in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, if you feel the need to revisit it later, do so, but you're probably not gonna. Um, it's kind of like an epiphany, and, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna stop playing MTGO, just like still want still want still gotta get that magic content, still gotta think of content, right? <laughs> yeah. Like but like having the no, having the no the no no wherewithal? Wherewithal, that's the word. Big word. But is there even a word or it's like some kind of automatopoeia of words? No, it's a word. word. Alright. I'm the wherewithal, but I kind of recognize when it's time to stop. You know? How much uh mtgo would you say you were playing before the pandemic mtgo yeah none i had a same. i made an NTGO account in sophomore year because i wanted to try vintage cube i think or like some sort of draft drafting mm-hmm. format played like a couple drafts put it down didn't pick it up till the till i was like yo we could play edh We could keep the edh group going <laughs> yeah I i was i was the same way it was like i would play modern maybe a couple times a week and that would that would satisfy my mtg craving um and yeah i mean like as uh you know it's spring as more stuff is like available to as you're able to do more stuff outside you know i i just don't see myself uh playing like back to back to back to back edh games you know yeah no it's like It was sort of like this, like, okay, in order to get the feel for magic that I had in person, I have to fit more concentrated magic in, right? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Revelations. Revelations this episode. Revelations Um, and reflections. We got them both. And you know... Okay, so, I want to talk about, um, what I put in this unhealthy section, just kind of like to wrap it up. Sure. So sure. I think this is something a lot of EH players have experienced. Um kind of addiction to buying cards slash building decks, right? Like mm-hmm. this kind of Ooh, new idea buy it. Ooh new idea buy it. Um definitely did not go away on MTGO. Um <laughs> if anything the accessibility of Mana Crypt made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> um that's such a good quote for you Simon. <laughs> what <laughs> That's like your deck building essence. Well. Wow. Right, which which part of that? Which part of that? Just uh the accessibility of mana crypt, greatly influenced how many decks I've started building. <laughs> hey, when you can have one copy of Mana Crypt, then it can go Okay. I took, so I opened a mana crypt, right, from a uh, Secret Master, whatever it's called. That master set with the mana crypt in it. Uh Most... see, Mystery Booster. Mystery booster. From Mystery Booster, yeah. Um and I made Proxies of mana crypt on pieces of paper for all of my other decks. Respectable. I did muscle. like I did like shitty little drawings of the mana crypt. And like I was looking through my decks, the, my paper decks the other day, you know, nostalgia or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and I, was, <laughs> I like saw one of the one of them. <laughs> it was like half completed. It's just like I just like cracked up laughing. I was like, <laughs> this is. This is great. This this is is great dude play. dude, I have to have that crypt in there, man. I cannot play without it. <laughs> it's literally okay, and now like I this was before I even started playing Anti and now that I have played with Mana Crypt, I mean it's literally impossible to play without that card.
1: I'm actually it it's worried, so right.
0: sweet. It's so the sweet. Tiny, see, so good. It's it's done. I'd like to see Mana Crypt, soaring and Mana and Mana Bolt banned. Every mana rock that's mana positive, banned. I wanna I wanna Wait, we, we can a Grim Monolith. What? Grim monolith. What do you think? Yeah, Grim Monolith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I just want to see it out. You know? It's like all the all the moxes, all these zero mana things that tap for mana. I just want good old lands and green to be the best color. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no no protest for me, dude. Like let's let's get going. Let's swing face. Were you there for that Galta game? No, I don't think so. Building building too many decks. I built Galta recently. Golthar is, like, Golthar is mono green hogak. Golthar <laughs> is the mono green hogak. Um, yeah, the card is insane with food chain, like,
1: oh, so, Lord. like food Ooh, chain is Oh just my busted. god. Oh
0: my god. Yeah, and it keeps costing less because you keep casting creatures, and if you have like a beast whisper out, you draw. In, like, I do. It's... Oh, that's insane. It's like, food chain. It's one with of those Galtha things, green. right, where you're like, the power of this isn't that high, right? And then you play it, and it's like holy moly yeah i i think that's that's something okay so many decks in commander are just built as like like these little cute things that really cannot stand like stand up to somebody just coming and like hitting them repeatedly over the head they're just <laughs> not ready to get hit with a giant dinosaur <laughs> yeah that's the other thing why don't you play exponential growth or one of those other like oh like berserk <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you just hit them. It's a 12-12. It could be like a two mana 12-12. It's like, how do you, crazy. It's like, how do you beat my uh, Pestermite-Kiki-Jiki combo on uh, on turn six? It's like, I don't know. I swing with a 12-12 four times. <laughs> Bring in for commander damage. Get her done, baby. Got him. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Oh, building uh, decks. Yeah, Being, addict, building decks. Addicted to building decks. decks. I mean, I'm just somebody who, like I think of like stupid ideas and I just like go for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like remember when we first were playing that on MTGO, right? We were very first starting it and it was like, yo, four color dredge storm or whatever. Which is a functional deck. It does work. It's is a very functional deck. Well, I went through like ten iterations of the deck. One of the one of which was um four color cycling living end oh no, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we played desert seradon yes oh my god i had to do a two shot whatever it's called <laughs> it's basically not in living end but an edh in four colors with a bunch of dredgers. That's great. I love that. It, it was awful. It was so unplayable. You probably took so many game actions. I <laughs> wow, I cycled shelter thicket and dred- and dredged life from the loam so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Truly Ugh. the best of all It is. It, that is like one of my favorite things about EDH, right? And that's part of the reason I've like built so many decks. It's just like getting this idea this little nugget of an idea and building something around it mm-hmm. like the, the spur of that or like the for uh, not to be cliche but the spark that ignites you know when you have a new yeah. recording idea the spark of inspiration exactly yeah. like thinking of something and then executing it's just like it's so enjoyable it's something I really really enjoy <clears throat> But I've noticed you have this listed as an unhealthy habit. So what's up with that? Well, it can be destructive. Definitely spent too much money on paper magic <laughs> in uh, in college. Too much, too much money. You can't really? spend too much money. Yeah, totally. Oh, totally. Really? Um, wow. Okay. You know, like I wasn't working. Like I wasn't working all the time mm, in school, okay. right? So I wasn't making money. Like spending money when you're not making money, not good.
1: Don't yeah, math checks
0: out. Math checks out on that. Yeah. Math checks out if uh, unstat- number don't go up, but number do go down. Number will keep going down. <laughs> um, don't think an economics degree. <laughs> know that. Man, that's no calculus. 101, no, calcul- no calculus there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it could be it's unhealthy, but it also can be healthy. Um, and that's something that I kind of enjoy about MTGO, is that like once you get a base of of cards. Mm-hmm. I mean like if you have an idea like the Galta deck costs like 8 bucks like, nice nice. in ticks that's what it was because I was just like adding on to stuff I already had nothing too expensive not playing any like 20 not playing Allosaurus Shepherd, which is ridiculous and paper yeah, it's, not, it's not like 100 ticks it's just so expensive I mean, whatever card, you don't need to play it you don't need yeah, to play need, it you don't need it Um, but it's like getting to this, this point where, like you have a collection because they're not paper cards you can put a card in multiple decks mm-hmm. it, it lets you kind of just like start at your little terminal and then just like navigate out from there and just kind of like reach out, see what, see what's going on. Yeah. You have to, you have to do it strategically in a way you have to know what kind of player you are and know what kind of cards you're going to reuse. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is, it is nice that MTGO lets you build that like truly like Highlander collection, like only one copy of everything, you know? Yeah. It, it's great. Yeah. NFT based MTGO. I'm thinking. All right, let's see. What's the worst application of this? Like, for a tournament, you have to like mint an NFT of your deck list or something. <laughs> or, or you have to verify you own the NFTs of the cards in your deck list. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking for the digital licensing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. I could I could see that happening. <laughs> Especially if, like, as you've predicted, the um, counterfeit market becomes a real, a real serious problem. Yeah, um, which it might because there's money in it. There's money, in it, and they're just, they're just the fakes are just getting better. Um, wow, things to think about. I'm just, man. I don't know. I, I, okay. I don't consider myself an expert on any of like this crypto stuff or whatever, but I think I've learned enough to know that. I'm, like, not really too sold on NFTs, not really too sold on a lot of this stuff. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, decentralization. I don't know. I don't really care. It's the whole, like, mining thing that really irks me. Yeah. I don't like the whole, like, burning down, like, releasing ridiculous amounts of greenhouse gases so you can have point... One one five four one five three two 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 Bitcoin, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's an efficiency problem that like no one's incentivized to solve. Like, who would who wants to make their bitcoins go down in value by making the blockchain process easier? Like, I, I don't. If I own bitcoins, I don't want to make them lose value. So. Yeah, the whole uh, whatever. I'm no I'm no expert on it. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about some healthy stuff or whatever we talked about i mean we kind of been mixing it in right like unhealthy here's the other things you can do i think we've um, emanated we've emanated a vibe of healthiness yeah i mean it's all about self-improvement improvement for you and those around you uh, i remember we, we also talked about some of this stuff like uh like is it, was that the first episode like differences between online yeah. and physical yeah, yeah 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 definitely yeah um Online is like in paper, but you're by yourself in your room. Yeah. No one can see you rage. No one can see you smash your desk. Slam it. An absolute gamer slam. I don't yeah. know. I feel I feel pretty content. I kind of like the, the vibe we had going this episode. Yeah, it's a good vibe. A relaxed return. I don't know. Maybe we'll do some more, like, solid content next week. <laughs> I think...
1: This I is think solid content side. We'll I mean. get some
0: people on the pod, alright? Expect people on the pod. Yeah. Uh, in the near future. Um, that'd, be, that'd be fun. I mean, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be really fun. Um, yeah. we'd have to we'd have to brainstorm with like Jay or Justin or yeah, both. I yeah, sure. like I think it's something cool to do. Um anything you want to add before we, before we wrap this up? Nah, dude. Um get vaccinated if you can. Uh yeah. stay safe. Enjoy the spring, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. I mean, uh, the finish line may or may not be in sight. I'm Personally, I hope it is. Me too, me uh, too. We're going to get there. We're going to make it. Yeah. We're going to get to the end step, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> hold up. <laughs> Priority's passed to me on the second main. <laughs> I'm gonna cast some Wait, more. I, have to, I have to discard? Okay, land in my graveyard, uh, get rock triggers? Okay, I have to discard small, again? That's fall, Fox. Good night, Daniel. All right. Oh, nice. That was nice.